everyone, you may know Kayla a little bit, um, but Kayla, you may, you may just know her as, maybe just as the person that was dating me and who is now married to me. Um, pray for her, by the way, with that. Um, but also, you may have seen her once in a while uh, um, singing with the worship band, maybe, or involved in a Bible study. And uh, I would, uh, I just want, Kayla, I, I just want you to be able to share who you are for people, because I, I, I think they may not know what you do and who you are, so. Okay, so I am, used to be Kayla Delzer, and now I'm Kayla Dornfeld, and I still say my name wrong, even today I wrote it wrong at school, and the you kids. You did, huh? Yes, yeah, sorry. Do you call yourself, is your last name or your first name? Last just kidding, name. babe, good. Okay. Um, they call me out on it every time, by the way. Kids are great at that. Um, so I am a third grade teacher in Mapleton. I have been a member of Living Waters before you were a member of Living Waters. So this is my church, right? <laughs> I thought it was our church. Oh, wow. sorry, sorry. Um, I, like I said, I'm a teacher. I teach in Mapleton. Um, this year I get to be the 2019 North Dakota Teacher of the Year, which brings me lots of different places into lots of different schools. Um, and so I feel like I'm a teacher or I'm a speaker, um, and now I'm a pastor's wife, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Tell them uh, some of the trips you've been able to do because uh, she does speak internationally, so that's a part of the gig. She, you had a TED Talk a few years ago. Mm -hmm. and um, so in addition to being in the classroom um, full-time, I've I've spoken Finland, Paris, London, Las Vegas, um, Kirkhoven, Minnesota. Kirkhoven, Minnesota. Which Texas, of these things is not like the other? <laughs> all over Texas. Um, lot, just lots of different places. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, Kayla, something uh, um, that really has inspired me um, has just been how your faith frames your life. Um, so I, I would love for you to share a little bit about that with with everyone. Mm -hmm. So. One thing that I truly believe is like, especially as adults um, and or if you're a kid who's listening right now too, um, is that every interaction that you have with another person um, either leaves them feeling built up and excited or happy or you took something away from them and they feel less than or um, maybe defeated or um, sad in, about something that you said. And so um, I think one thing that I really just try to do is to listen to what God is hoping for me to, for my life. And then also... Um, just being really obedient is something that I've learned to do, I would say specifically in the last three years, is just listening to what does God want for me. And um, I know that in every interaction, I hope that um, if I've had an interaction with you, that you leave feeling happy or built up or excited in some way and um, not torn down because I know that I'm just trying to live more like um, how Jesus would hope that I am living. And so um, that's a challenge that I try to, to do every single day is whether it's an interaction with you or our kids or the kids at, at, at school or people I work with is just how am I building them up and how am I uh, making them feel, um, I guess, sort of what my values are, which we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, has your talk about how your faith? Because it hasn't always been that way. I mean, and I, I was really just so amazed by what God has done through you. So, mm -hmm. can you share more of that? Yeah. So, I grew up in a traditional Lutheran home. We went to church every Sunday um, in Lakota, North Dakota, which is a teeny tiny town. Um, and we went to church every Sunday. I literally had the record at, for perfect attendance in Sunday school. Like, I have the nine yes. pins to prove it. 
Um, she wears them all the time. I do. I'm s- I forgot them tonight, <laughs> but I am so proud of you're that. You're still beautiful without them. Thank Just, you. You're welcome. Um, they set off metal detectors, so <laughs> I'm planes and traveling less with them. Um, but, so I grew up really a traditional Lutheran house. I'm going to church every Sunday, and I feel like um, I didn't really, I, I was confirmed. I understood to some extent what church was about, but I think lots of times I left church not really feeling like there was a message that I could do, like what was my call to action that that week? What could I do differently? And so um, I found out like when I went to college, I went to UND, which I am a super proud supporter of, by the way. So when my kids said, UND, yes, I'm cheering for you. um, I found a church called Sharon Lutheran in Grand Forks and they had contemporary music. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Because we didn't have contemporary music in Lakota. And so I feel like through music, actually, when I was at UND, I was able to maybe connect with God more, um, and I joined some of their groups and was able to go on trips with them and get to know some of those pastors, and then I moved to Thief River Falls, Minnesota, for my first teaching job, and um, when I moved to Thief River Falls, I didn't even know where Thief River Falls was from Grand Forks, and at the time, like... At the time, I literally, we didn't, it was like before, you know, Siri and all of that. So I literally printed out like MapQuest directions and had my parents' Garmin GPS in the window, like going to Thief River, which is like an hour from Grand Forks, right? Um, And I ended up there not really knowing why I was going to be there or how long I was going to be there, but knowing that that is where God wanted me to start my, um, my teaching career. And so... Um, when I moved to Thief River, I bounced around lots of different churches again. I found myself worshiping um, online, reading lots of books, um, and just trying to find a church home again. And then uh, my job led me to West Fargo Public Schools, and I was here for a few years, and I bought a house not that far from here, and so this was the first church that I tried, and I loved it right away. And I knew it felt like home um, because Pastor Bob was so welcoming, and the, the people who work here were so welcoming, and the music hit me right away, and so I knew like this was the perfect church for me. But um, I think specifically in the last few years, I've really heard God just saying, like, he's wanting more from me, um, not just as a teacher, but um, as a follower of Christ, and just um, pushing me in lots of ways to just share more of my faith and be more of an example or more of a leader for others. So, so Kayla, I have your Instagram page. Do you guys want to pull that up? Okay, look at these followers. 83.9K. I'm pretty sure that means 1,000, right? That's nutty. So I remember, like, when, I, when we met, like, who is this girl? And how come she has so many followers? What, what's going on here? But I want you, you've shared more about, about this a little bit when it was much less, but what you heard from God. And I just, I was in awe of that. I'd love for you to share that with everyone. Okay, so I think, like, there's been several moments in my life where I vividly hear God talking to me, whether it's, like, the Holy Spirit, um, like, illuminating a verse in the Bible. Like, you know those days when you need to hear something, and you know you need to hear it, and you just turn through the Bible, and, like, literally you land on the page with the verse, and it's jumping off the page to you, which is amazing. Or... For me, it's like you hear a song on the radio, and then you're like at work, and you hear that same song again, and you're like, okay, God, I get that. And so um, most often for me, it's about timing in my life. Um, And I've learned recently, like in the last few years, really that like I'm not, it's not my job to be God. It's not my job to try to control everything all the time and really to just release a lot of that control to God and understand like he is a creator of 
everything, and everything works on his clock. And so um, ultimately just seeing, like, stepping back and trying to understand no matter what season I'm in, it's, it's a, there's a reason for that season, and it's all because of something that God has been doing in my life. And so um, I think it was about 2011, I was in Thief River Falls, and I started a blog um, that's called Top Dog Teaching. And the reason I started that blog was because I was starting to do things in my classroom, and I thought, like, what my kids were do was doing was, like, really cool. And so I wanted to be able to share it on a website with parents. And so I started the blog. It's called Top Dog Teaching because it's the year that I bought both of my first two dogs, Maddie and Dudley. And so I did this whole dog theme in my classroom. And, like, fast forward to 2019, it has now become, like, my, my, my identity. We'll be walking through an airport or someplace, mm -hmm. and people will stop and be like, are you top dog teaching? <laughs> I'm like, my name is Kayla Dornfeld. Ooh. Thank you. First they time. cry in front of her sometimes. I'm like, they're not, I didn't trip them. I didn't hit them. It, just kind of a rock star. It's, and I think like. Teacher rock star. Yeah. So I started sharing my ideas on this blog and then social media came out. So I started sharing on Facebook, Twitter, and pretty soon I started an Instagram page. And these, I would just share things that was happening in my classroom, right? It was all classroom-focused, classroom-based. And I remember I, I got, like, 100 followers, and that was really cool. And I, I told my brother, like, I had this Instagram account, and he should follow this account. And he's like, you don't have over 100 followers. I don't follow those accounts. And I was like, okay, Chris. <laughs> um, and then I remember getting, like, 1,000 followers and 10,000 followers. And I was still just sharing classroom ideas, classroom content. Um, and I wasn't really sharing a lot of my personal life, um, things that were happening at, at my house or at my home or really anything personal. It was just classroom-based. And then I hit 50,000 followers. And I remember being like, this is insane. Like, think about, I don't know how many people fit in the Fargo Dome, but I think of it like, if all those people in the Fargo Dome, plus like a whole other set of people in the Fargo Dome, like that's a lot of people following me. And I vividly remember God saying, Kayla, I gave you this platform. You have 50,000 followers. And how many of them know that you are a follower of Christ? And I remember being like, none. I don't share any of my faith on this page. So I was really, like, I feel like God has convicted me in so many ways, so many different times. And that's when I knew I needed to share more of my faith. God was calling me to be sharing more than just my classroom. God was calling me to share um, my day-to-day -day devotionals, my faith, my highs, my lows. Um, and I think, like, about that time, too, is when um, I realized, like, I, I was at a really hard place in my life. Um, my husband and I were divorced, and I was moved out of my new house into a small apartment, and nobody knew any of this. This isn't something that you share on social media, right? Like, social media is your highlight reel, not your lowest moments. Like, nobody posts their most terrible, lowest moments on social media, right? And so I remember God saying, like, you have 50,000 followers. None of them know that you're a follower of Christ. And I remember feeling, like, so lonely. And it's, it's bizarre because people think, like, oh, you have 50,000 followers. Like, but going back to an empty apartment with two dogs is super lonely, really sad. So no matter how many followers you have, like, it can still be really lonely. You can be surrounded, and you probably know this, you can be surrounded by a whole room of people and feel, like, so lonely, so left out. And I think that's where I was at with God at that moment, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. Um, I, I think, I think uh, God does especially work for us 
uh, work through us and reaches us in surprising ways um, and times that you didn't expect. And uh, um, that led you to a certain place um, in 2018, 17, 17, I'm going to get to this Yes. Um, on a Christmas. I'd love for you yeah. to share that because it was a, a hard time for you, right? Right. So Pastor Bob had left and um, I was attending Living Water still and I was planning on traveling that Christmas and I had gone to the Traveler's Christmas Eve service, worshipped here at Living Waters, um, fully expecting that I was going to be driving back to Lakota. My parents still lived there at the time. And um, so I went to church here, knowing that I was also going to go to church in Lakota. And it turned out it was Christmas and it was like bizarre temperatures. It was like minus 50 degree wind chill. And my mom is such a worrier, like such a worrier. She and is. she's like, you are not getting in the car. I know you have a brand new car, but I think it's breaking down on the road. I see visions of police, ambulance. You're not coming to Lakota. I'm like, mom, like relax but this is also the mom who has an app on my phone so she knows like i'm here right now so so you know she lives in oregon and she knows my every my every move every location like i kid you not i'll land at the airport and she'll text my brother like oh kayla's back before i even say that i'm back right she's that mom and i'm so grateful that she's that mom um, and she said, I don't want you coming home. You're not getting on the road. Stay put in Fargo. And I was like, well, I already went to the church service at Living Waters. I'm looking for a different church now to go to for Christmas Eve because I've, I've already seen this service. I know the message. And so um, I was alone again in the apartment with the two dogs and it was freezing. And so I think I just got on Facebook and I was just looking for churches around that were maybe contemporary or maybe like nearby and for some reason randomly not randomly because it's a god thing but um good shepherd church in moorhead minnesota came up and um, i remember talking to a few different people who had gone to church there they said they really liked the pastors and i was like okay i'm just gonna give it a try for this one try and i remember going to church um christmas eve it was super dark super cold very cold like hard to even see driving there and from my apartment to the church is like this kind of sketchy road um, that I had never been on. I'm like, I'm driving in the country. This is bizarre. Like checking my phone. Is this the right address? And I went to that church um, and I got to hear you preach. It was the first time that you preached for me. And I remember sitting in the audience being like, one, like this message is so amazing. And two, like that pastor is cute. <laughs> And then I remember being like, Kayla, that is awful. Like, you cannot think that pastors are cute. Like, <laughs> you don't even know his story. Like, knock it off. Stop it, right? And so... So it's it was a no, huge church, and I remember actually church. meeting her because we laugh about it because right after the service, she shook my hand like, thank you so much. You're so good. Okay. okay well. Really not that bad. And wow, you're so bald. Okay, you really didn't say that. None but of that I, but actually But I do remember happened. meeting but you. But I did meet you after, yep. yes. And it was really, it was a God thing. And I kept kind of um, checking in and seeing if you were back at that church. And at the time, you were in sabbatical. And so I thought you moved to, like, Iowa or something. I didn't did know. Did you say, like, New Mexico? New Mexico, or maybe. I don't know. Wyoming. You disappeared. And I kept coming back, like, where is he? I would love to meet him or learn more about him. Yeah. I, I thought you moved. So in a low time for you... Um, fast forward um, 
four months. Mm -hmm. April 1st is my uh, ordination anniversary. That's when we become pastors. Mm -hmm. And that next Easter was my, happened to land on April Fool's. You know it, I'm an April Fool because I became a pastor then. Um, but it was also the first anniversary of, um, of I, w I didn't have a church at the time. It was between churches. And um, I didn't have my kids for the first time at a holiday. And I was low. And uh, that afternoon, I was on Facebook like you do. And it said, friend suggestions. And, I, and it said, Kayla Delzer, I didn't know who you were. But I'm like, that's that girl that every once in a while I'll see coming to Good Shepherd, my own haunt, because we have mutual friends. I think I'll just friend request her. And I think it's a God thing that in your low time of Christmas, the year before, and my Easter, my low time, mm -hmm. that we connected, yeah. I don't think that's random. Can I share that story? Of, okay. So that was Easter Sunday. And um, as you know, like if you've come here often, I sing with worship team quite often. And I was singing for Easter Sunday. And um, I was here super early. I'll never forget. I wore this super bright dress. And we were practicing in the dark at like 6 o'clock that morning. And Phil, wherever he's at, he he's always just picking on me. But he's like, Dells, are you glow in the dark up there? I'm like, thank you. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, and I sang all the services, feeling like so moved by the Holy Spirit, knowing that I had impacted and affected so many lives here at church, feeling really full in that way, but yet still so lonely going back to my literally third floor apartment I remember walking up the stairs just talking to God and I said like God I feel like I affected so many lives in such a positive way today like thank you for using my voice thank you for using me as just a as a tool um, in order to reach people at Living Waters and knowing that I was reaching you guys was amazing I said but God I'm so lonely I'm so lonely I'm going back to this apartment by myself what am I even doing the rest of the day what am I even doing the rest of this week this month my life and I said please God just send a godly man to pursue me send me a godly man to pursue me so that I can share my travel and my life and my blessings with somebody anybody send a godly man to pursue me and no joke like 43 minutes later I got a friend request from Pastor Dan so God sent a substitute. <laughs> we don't have anyone left, but we'll send that guy. <laughs> You're like the best way of just putting in a joke when it's really like, wow, God is shining down. And Completely. But I think a couple things that I love you, you uh, really bringing out. I, I love how God has just moved in your life and, and shapes how you teach, for example has shaped how we met. Um, I, I truly believe that. But when um, in our wedding, there were, there were so many students, former students, current students, uh, brothers and sisters of students that Kayla's had. It reminds me of one of the shirts that you, you, you uh, sell. It's one of your mantras. Um, relationships first, everything else second, which is one of your core values, right? Mm -hmm. but, but there's something about that. I think for Kayla, and, and I think if you know her, you know this, Yes, I see the relationships you have, like for for me and and our kids, but the students and the families. But it all comes back to what? I mean, your relationship with God. I mean that that just shines. And she's not perfect, everyone. I'm not perfect. I know none of you are. But what if? I, what I love about that. What if all of us are listening and saying, what if? What if we could start to say, God, 
God, you could be first. Like, what if God's saying, you know what? You all have followers, too. You all have spheres of influence, like, like Kayla and like me in different ways. And what if God's saying, you know what? I need you to show that my relationship's first with you and who you follow. That's huge. Can you yeah. show them your values? Because we're, we're running a little bit out of time no, because I'll we talk both forever. talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, so these are the four core values that I have learned um, and that really guide every relationship that I have. And so I share them everywhere that I go, but um, I just pray that these four values, worthy, valued, respected, and loved, um, that every relationship that I have, that the, the people that I have relationships with feel these four things. Um, and not just for the year that I might have them in the classroom, um, but for like forever. And I always say that the kids that I have I just don't have those kids for one year. I have those kids for the rest of my life. Um, and my first class is graduating high school in May and June, and so I'm getting invitations to come to their graduation. And some of the kids that I've taught go to Living Waters, and those are still my kids. And so I think like these are just four values that I have learned God wants me to um, put into practice with every relationship that I have, whether it's an eight-year-old child or my husband or our kids, and just... Um, I think these are four things that God has just really highlighted, the Holy Spirit has really highlighted over the last few years. So what if every conversation you had, you had values, whether they're these or something else? What if God is saying, what are your values? And maybe these are the ones that you're saying, not only do I deserve that, God looks at you, Kayla, like that, and me, um, but actually just getting to share life with you, it, it's reshaped me to realize just how much our words and actions matter, and that could reframe your whole work life your home life by saying, I'm not going to do it perfectly, but we're going to uphold that. Because my kids, my kids, our kids, Kieran and Savea, and all your students feel that in every conversation, which is so powerful. And then uh, the mantra that you cling to and that I probably recite in my head 53 times a day. Yep. Me too. So um, one of the book studies that I did... Um, well, I feel like I was, like, you know, in the wilderness wandering by myself. Um, one of the book studies that I did, um, Bible studies, was Finding I Am, which I know you're doing with a group right now, um, by Lisa Turquist. And if you haven't heard of her really or follow her, really she good. is, she's so good. Um, but she, I actually stole it from her in one of her books, but she lives by three things. She says, um, first of all, God is good. God is always good. So even when you're feeling alone or have lots of anxiety or you may be battling depression or your lowest of low, God is still good. He has a plan um, no matter what. And I keep thinking like this year and especially in this time, God has just put the word restoration on my heart so many times. I'm just seeing restoration. Um, and so I think about like my lowest low is exceeded by 100 times better. Like I can't believe I'm up here with my, my new husband we have a house and kids and we're able to provide food for them and just God is so good and all the loneliness is gone and restored in so many ways so first of all God is good um, second of all God is good to me and so even when it feels like something is hurting knowing that God is good to me um, and the third thing is that God is good at being God. And so when I feel like I'm just trying to control all of the, all of the things, whether it's the flight schedules or the contracts or 
kids at home or something with us, um, just letting go, really. And I, I think I was guilty and I still am guilty sometimes of saying, like, I'm giving it to God and putting it at Jesus' feet. But then it's like I come back, like, a few days later and, like, pick up that same thing, right? I pick it back up from the feet and I work on it more and I try to fix it more because I'm a fixer. And it's like by nature I'm a fixer. And so leaving it there and knowing that God's got it. Like, I'm, it's not my job to be God, thank goodness. Um, and just really letting go of that, of that control, I think, has been huge. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mrs. Dornfeld, um, for, for the ways um, that you serve and love God. Um, it, I, I don't over-exaggerate when I say that Kayla is the reason why I'm still a pastor and uh, um, that she consistently inspires me and helps me to help um, serve God with all of you. Um, so I'm wondering, uh, before we let you go, first of all, can I pray? Can, we, can I pray, everyone? God, thank you so much for the ways that you just pour and shine your light through Kayla for her students, for me, for our kids, for so many others. I pray for your blessing on her in new ways. And God, for the ways that she inspires us tonight, remind us of just how much you value us, how you work through our hard times for us to be able to be a light for others. So remind us of that, God, please, especially tonight, to know that you, are, you want us to show others that we follow you, that our relationship with you is first, and that can reshape everything else. And thank you for Kayla. And as, we, as we're able to continue worship, please just help us um, to not only hear that promise that you shared through her, but for us to be able to now do the same for others, especially this week. We love you, God. And all God's people said,